0: We haven't been had a real coyote problem here in Alabama since they started actively like taking over the infrastructure.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're now in the government, I believe. Mm-hmm. We just elected our first coyote mayor, though, so I'm very proud of that.
0: Oh, that's very good. Um, however, there are also the coyote death squads, yeah, which I'm not yeah. too fun with. Like, led, I'm not too happy there.
1: Led by Yip Gordon, my favorite coyote of all time. He's actually yeah. the mayor. But he also yeah. does send out the death squad.
0: Oh, I see. That's why they 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 elected a famous uh, NASCAR coyote.
1: <laughs> yes, right, the, uh, oh wait, wait, Blake outside! I'm hearing the the tittle tattle yips of coyotes. We gotta start this show so I can get out of here, baby. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time! It's time, it's time for load. I talking about a lot. I said a lot. Oh BS! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time. Now, I'm talking about he, the B to the L A K E. That's right. It's Blake T. No.
0: And world-famous coyote apologist, Scotty Moore.
1: (laughs) My favorite is the fact that it sounded like I turned into a coyote during the intro. I was like, (laughs) You know how coyotes
0: talk? Yeah, that's how coyotes talk. If you listen to them, they'll whisper outside your windows, trying to get you to open your doors, and that's when they get you.
1: (laughs) So coyotes are like vampires in this world. They can't enter unless you invite them in.
0: Well, no, it's more they're inviting you out, and if you accept oh. their invitation, they kill you.
1: Yeah, that's going to be your main problem. So, how's your week been, buddy?
0: Um, shit, what happened this week? It's been good.
1: Is, was, a, did, was it a fast week for you, too? Because it feels like a fast week.
0: I guess, yeah. I don't... It's always been interesting when someone says, It's a real fast week, isn't it? And then someone else says, Nah, this is a real slow week. Nah, this is just a week, man. Yeah. <laughs> we all experience time in different ways depending on what our situation is. That's the real cosmic mystery of the world, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, fuck off. What well, with me, <laughs> the reason why I'm saying it was a fast week was when I was trying to come up with what my awesome was for this week. I was like, oh, obviously Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've just finally got to the ones where Peralta and Santiago were finally hitting it off. I'm real excited. Oh, wait, shit. I said that last week. Well, how about this CBD oil I've been vaping Ah oh, shit, I can't say that either. Oh, no, why can't you say that one? I believe I said that one last week, too. Oh, wait, how about how awesome it was to hang out with podcasters? Shit, I did that, too. I will Oh, say, yeah, that's a we, special. We did get to hang out with a bunch of podcast enthusiasts, because we got to go see my brother, my brother, and me. We did. It was fun to see people that, like... I could see myself hanging out with
0: somewhere in Birmingham.
1: With me? Well, firstly, the only person I really met and afterwards kept in contact with was like, I'm from Chicago. Oh, okay, cool, dog. I guess that's just a thing that's going to happen right now.
0: Man, I wish I had fucking drive from Chicago to Birmingham money for my favorite podcasts.
1: I, I think she said that she moved somewhere closer, but I don't think it was Birmingham. But yeah, it was a good show. The Alabama theater, because I don't know if, I guess you don't do this, but for me, as a man who has four podcasts right now, and thinks about actively doing live shows, I take notes on every place I go to, and I'm like, Alabama theater, very, very tiny. Like, the Mm -hmm. theater itself is huge, but outwards, where, you know, all of our fans will be getting liquored up, that was a very tiny section. It was, but it's
0: it's made to fit all the people. I never, like, there were some lines, and I don't think, this is nothing for the podcast.
1: Yeah, this, no, no, we're gonna review it, we're gonna dunk on the Alabama Theater for an hour until we're like, we can tour anywhere in the world except the Alabama Theater, we have been blacklisted because of an old episode we did.
0: And I would hate you for that, because I love the Alabama Theater, it is one of my favorite theaters. It is beautiful, old, and, like, the most aesthetically pleasing thing in Birmingham.
1: It does look a bit demonic, though, because that arch lights up red and Satan invites himself on stage.
0: (laughs) It's because you can light it up any fucking color.
1: And they were just like, huh, how about Satan Red for this? Yeah, this isn't anything for the podcast. This is just a me and you think I think right now, buddy.
0: Mm-hmm. This is what happens. We did it. We need to jump into the meat on these bones. We need to eat. I'm just not doing words this week real good. Yeah.
1: So, fun fact, I'm kind of, I'm hanging out more with Emily and her son to get a feel on what it's like to be a dad. Here's something I learned Never tell your child you're calling the police on them because they lied.
0: Oh man.
1: <laughs> so here, a- here's what it happened. We're trying to get or she's trying to get him away from YouTube because he's very much in that Minecraft Fortnite YouTube space that every child, I feel like, goes into at one point. And we said, well, how about this? How about we find a different video? Because I was going to find, like, a VAT-19 video or something where it's, like, actual humans and not a video game with very, very badly translated English over the top of it. Um, So I was like, here. And then he's like, no, and leaves the room because that's what he does because he's a child. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Pretty much.
1: And so we walk in the other room and then now we're in the other room and he's complaining about his knee because he's like, I hurt my knee. I can't stand. I'm like, really? This knee? The one that you're moving? He's like, yeah, I can't move it. You're fucking moving it right now, compadre. And so uh Emily gets the bright idea to call the hospital and get try to get someone down here to get his leg fixed. And he goes, I don't wanna go to the hospital, my leg's fine at which point I picked up the phone and I said, Hello, police? Oh you're coming over here because there's a liar here who's telling fibs about his knee because he wants a YouTube bet? Oh you're going to arrest him, you say? And Blake I shit you not. The loudest scream I have ever heard in my life came from this child of... "Ah!" And I went... I've made an error.
0: Can I just say... Yeah. In your defense, you're an idiot.
1: No, hold on. I, I recovered... I- rec- oh, this was like a lesson that was taught to me from a very young age. You don't lie, you could do a lot, but don't lie. <laughs> it just led to me being very clever <laughs> or lying. so I then went, oh, all he has to do is say he's sorry for telling a lie, and you won't arrest him. Yes, and then just the saddest, I'm sorry. I'm sorry! And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I power-bombed him on the bed.
0: Oh, that's fine. I mean, that's normal parenting 101. You, you gotta save the police thing for, like, an advance misdeed.
1: <laughs> Look here, son. Lying is the biggest misdeed in the world.
0: Like, especially the, the more obvious lie about a very bad thing. Like... When you finally catch that child shoplifting,
1: yeah. and then we're like, we're definitely caught. We're ch- catching him doing marijuana in the bedroom. And We're like, and how oh dare
0: man, five year olds doing marijuana again. Yeah. He'll be on meth at seven.
1: We're like, where did you get this? And how? What's his name? And what's his number? And how do I get to his house?
0: It was just in your car.
1: I learned it by watching you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, just I press the button on that little little red box you got.
1: No no I like that he knows what he I press the button on your sick fucking rig, that cotton rips, Dad. Okay, buddy. Awesome Dad,
0: you're out of juice. <laughs> you're
1: out of juice. Dad, your cotton's wrecked. Come on, replace <laughs> it. You got them fuse clapped in coals, it gives me what I crave. Um, so, anyways, back to the story. Homeboy cheered up, but then cut to, we're putting him to bed, and he just sits up and he looks at his mo- his mother and goes, the police aren't coming, right? And I'm like, ah, oh, shit! The yep. ultimate fuck-up.
0: You fuck, yep. That kid's traumatized for life. He didn't get... That's it. That's it. That's your first steps in being a stepdad.
1: Look here, all I'm saying is this. Some parents are just like, give him a firm smack on the patoot. And I'm like, no, threaten them with the police. That's what I did, and I, don't, I guarantee that kid ain't gonna be fibbing no more. He'll do a lot, but he ain't gonna be fibbing.
0: The thing is, I think it's more along the lines of what you said earlier, and it's like, if you don't teach them that lying is bad and you teach them that they'll only be punished from lying and they don't see the actual consequences of lying, then they'll just get better at lying.
1: Well, to be fair, he got both because he did get the consequence of lying would be that he would have to go to the hospital for a possibly broken leg. And then when that didn't work, I brought the police in, Blake Tanner. I called the police on him.
0: Those are both consequences. They're just gonna make... He's gonna wanna lie. He's gonna be a great liar, though. That's, a, <laughs> that's something you've done.
1: It's He's not, gonna be
0: real good at lying.
1: Do you remember what your big... Like, what was the biggest thing your parents could do as a kid to get you to stop doing something? And let's go, like, baby age, because I remember mine, and mine's some fucked-up psychological warfare bullshit.
0: Mm, I mean, mine ended up with me being locked in a room in the dark, so let's just go with that.
1: Like <laughs> the closet troll got thrown in the dark closet until he wouldn't spill flour all over the floor.
0: Uh huh. It's not so much a good thing to talk about. I don't like where this segment's going now.
1: Well, okay, mine. It's less dark than that. I thought mine was going to be weirdly dark that you were like, I was a closet troll for three years. But with me, my mom would be like, okay, you've done something wrong. You're going to get a timeout, which, you know, usually timeouts like you go sit in the corner. No, she had me sit in the middle of our couch no TV on, and just stared at me in my shame until it went away, until she was like, "Okay, you can stand up now." And I I know it was probably only like ten minutes, it felt like five hours of me just getting shamed on the couch. She might as well have pulled out the bell and just shame, shame.
0: That's a good tactic. I'm gonna do that one. Yeah, I'm not even gonna do it to my kids. I'm gonna do it to other people. <laughs>
1: If someone fucks up your coffee order at work, you're like, shame, shame.
0: Matter of fact, I think that's probably gonna be one of the most effective forms of punishment coming in. Yep. With our generation of of people who um have grown up with anxiety that don't know how to deal with it, there we go. That's your punishment.
1: CBD oil, that's how you deal with it. Um so Blake, this is a show all about Brainstorming. it's about creation. It's about trying to build something bigger than both of us. And last week we had a few winners, but this week I will give you the table because last week I did keep not no butting you. So I'm gonna go first now. yeah bring bring your sauce to the table because I know you're excited about it.
0: This is something that I see cropping up every now and again, okay? And it stems back to a picture that I first saw posted on Reddit so long ago, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of summed up in three words, but first I'm going to send you this picture, and it's what happens if you get all of these special characters together in one universe, let's say. Well, they're already together in one universe.
1: Oh, no, I'm very scared. I'm very scared. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and let's see what happens when they interact, because what we're going to talk about, Scotty, what we need to make a, an award-winning idea with is the fast food mafia.
1: I'm sorry? What? <laughs> the fast food mafia? Yep. I love this. Okay. So think about
0: it. You know, every fast food chain, that's... That's a different... That's just a different mafia family. That's a different family. Wherever they come from, what they do, they're all led by their titular character, their mascot, as it were. The Don, Ron. The Don, Don. McDonald Don. Donald, McDonald. Ron, the Don, oh, oh. McDonald.
1: Hold on. You've sent me this picture, so why don't we go through them all? You did say the top one is Ron, the Don, McDonald. Yep.
0: Now, I think we can expand off of this list, and I think there are a few that we can easily <laughs> drop.
1: Can I just say grimace in this photo (laughs) for those of audio listeners it's just a black man and a purple mask but it's very well done that's Uh, true i didn't even notice that grimace was there yeah we've got uh bk the king the colonel sanders (laughs) little caesar who's probably the most mafia out of all of them
0: well, he is, he is Italian.
1: Wait, who, what, Troy the Trojan and Katie? Who is Troy? No idea. Who the fuck is Troy the Trojan? Don't know. Uh, Queen, DQ, the Subway Boys, and it's just, it's Fat Jared and Skinny Jared next to each other.
0: Yep. Um, um I... <laughs> baby
1: Babyface right. baby Bob, once again, another one I don't know. Uh... Panda and Pan-Pan of Panda Express, and it's just a bunch of people in panda masks. Papa John. Who's just
0: a dude.
1: No, that's actually what Papa John looks like. (laughs) Uh, Chihuahua Carlito, my favorite one on this list, and it's the Taco Bell dog if it was a human.
0: Yep. He's just kind of a skinny guy with Taco Bell colors
1: uh Wendy, Gwendolyn, and then finally Robert Jack in the box. Yeah, also
0: some of the names here are a little bit lacking, I think.
1: Why is his name not Jack in the box? It's Robert
0: Jack the box.
1: Yeah, this is Jack the box. He's coming out for you. Okay, okay. What do you what are you feeling on this one? Who's a uh, do do we go a full game of thrones route with it and have like four mafiosa families? I
0: think, even so, I think we can just expand more. Because we talk about, like, this is going to be the entire U.S. fast food market. So you got places where some people are strong. Like, let's say Ron the Don and BK the King. They have a fierce rivalry down in Georgia.
1: I think they're everywhere. I think they're probably, if this is a show, these are the main guys we focus on.
0: Ron the Don is, of course, um... I think he's very obviously the Lannisters in this situation. Yes. Meanwhile, BK the King could be Ned Stark, <laughs> which the first season does not end well for the King.
1: It does not end well for him. Um. Okay. So that's one thing. Who is our Who's our John Snow? Who's the bastard son of the Burger King?
0: <laughs> oh man, I think. Th- hmm. Just, like, fucking Burger.
1: That's what I was gonna say! I was gonna say, like, Robert Burger. Rob-a-burger.
0: rob the burger
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh. The colonel, of course, is gonna be, um, ha- have all of his chicken plantations strewn across the south.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously. Where he
0: grows the finest fried chicken right off the stem. <laughs>
1: The gladiator except instead of corn and wheat it's fucking chicken that they're running their hands through as they run through the fields <laughs> um, um, now who <laughs> who's our called Drago because the fucking I don't know why but the chihuahua man speaks to me as called Drago <laughs> except instead of being big and jacked he's a little chihuahua <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's gotta be his personality, that of a Chihuahua. Uh-huh. Since he's just a he's just a personification of what was originally a Chihuahua. Yeah.
1: Um, I f-
0: I feel like we can start off like a little bit in the past. Like for example, one of the side stories we can have is um the little Kaisar as he calls himself. Um Lil C. He's kind of been he's he's
1: <laughs> hail Kaisar. <laughs>
0: He's, he's hit on some hard times, and he really doesn't know what to do because all of the other pizza chains, you know, they've been muscling in on his, um, on his locations, and he's been forced into having these uh, small places, so he doesn't really know what to do, and boom, he decides to hit back with his $5 hot and ready pizza bombs.
1: Yeah, and he just tosses them out. Why not, let's go biblical with this, because you know as well as I do Father Papa John had many sons. Many sons had Father Papa John. Pizza Hut's one of them, and so was Domino. No, so- it's
0: Pizza It's actually just Pizza the Hut from Space Balls.
1: <laughs> pizza the Hut So let's all sing along. Did it did it did it Um Okay, so Papa John, I think I like the idea of Papa John. Firstly, we need to separate him from public persona at the beginning of this. Because no. This is not that. This is a different Papa John.
0: Well, no, it'll make it easier when he gets arrested halfway through the first season.
1: Oh, no, I like the idea that current day Papa John is almost like Lucifer and wanted to steal the plot place of the original Papa John and kills him and takes his place as Papa John. Okay. But wait. Wh- who was he beforehand? He has to be like some shitty chain restaurant no one likes. <laughs> my it's na- just called... My name was Rallies. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's just
0: called Daddy J's.
1: <laughs> I-, I was Daddy J, but no I'm Pop. I am... <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I am the Papa, Papa John. John. J- <laughs> so... Okay, we've we've fucked around enough. What's the plot? Who I think we need four main families to go after and watch throughout the show and their interactions.
0: All right. So, I think Ron the Don.
1: Yeah, Ron the Don has to be in there. mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. Um I think uh we have Ron the Don, BK the King, and Jack in the Box, Jack the Box. I
1: like And that. this is Could Jack be like a, um, oh shit, this is, it's a bad frame of reference for someone who's never seen Game of Thrones, so I'm sorry that this is gonna get weird. Who's a little shit boy that no one likes?
0: There's a lot of those. You mean- Littlefinger?
1: No, (laughs) no, no, no. the little shit king boy that no one likes. Oh, Joffrey. Yes, can Jack of the Box be the Joffrey of this universe? And at one point he takes over and no one likes it because it makes no sense.
0: I think that that it starts off with Ron the Don and BK the King. Like, the Don and the King have been going at it for a while, but you have this new upstart, Jack in the Box, coming up, and he's a petulant little asshole. Yeah. But he's got a lot of money, you see? Yes. And the whole first story arc is the fact that Ron the Don and BK the King have to team up. Because Jack in the Box, he's coming right after both of these guys. And if they don't team up against him and be, like, enemy of my enemy and maybe, like, get some of the smaller chains to support them, then Mm -hmm. he'll just overwhelm them.
1: Can I I, I make a – that needs to be, in my opinion, season two. Series one – Needs to be Jack or Ron the Don and the the BK King feuding and not noticing seeing Jack doing Jack, his thing until mm, at the I like very this. end, like Jack. I'm gonna say it. Jack kills the Burger King at the end of season one and takes his throne <laughs> after Burger King took out McDonald. So now mm-hmm. Jack reigns supreme.
0: Okay, so we're doing... So we're having the idea of, like, permadeath now. Yes! All right.
1: fast food permadeath.
0: Well, no, I think that makes it even better, because at the end of season one, you got the two, like... These two have been keeping everything in balance for so long. Now they're both dead? Yeah. So... And now all of the other smaller chains finally start to grow, and now they start to war over who's got all of the land left by the Don and the King.
1: Oh, the- that's so good. Mm. That's so good. Okay, so we need. Do we want to have it be a bunch of different? All like all of them have good qualities and bad qualities, and mm-hmm. you choose who to root for. Or do we have like one that's clearly supposed to be the good guy, one that's the evil territory? Like Jack is the uh, evil, one hundred percent evil. But oh uh, yeah, the rest he's of horrible. Them- yeah, but the rest of them all, do they need to have good and bad qualities, or... I think that they should... I think they should all be flawed characters, but I think that coming out of season
0: one at the end, the person that you need to be rooting for is BK's wife, the Dairy Queen. Oh!
1: I like the... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know why I like this idea, but the Dairy Queen... Betrays the Burger King. The very end. At the very end. Of season one. And and
0: she's the one that kills him. She
1: kills him and allows Jack to take his throne. (laughs) Brings him on. (laughs) Okay, so the Burger King. uh, uh, Burger. uh, Jack in the Box and the uh, Dairy Queen are now married. It's real gross.
0: (laughs) They're also brother and sister. Yeah. Real weird.
1: Can I, I want to make a pitch for a character and I think she'll be in the first season a little bit, but you know, all of these people have like townships or like people behind them supporting them. I want one woman, a one woman army, a one woman called Drago, who's just a badass and wants to take over everything. It's fucking windy. It's (laughs)
0: It's win-
1: <laughs> It's just like two pigtails sticking out of a spiked helmet and face paint, and she's played by Becky Lynch.
0: So what you're saying is you just want Wendy to be Boudica, the ancient warrior queen of the Celts.
1: Yes, exactly. That's all I want.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I could see that. She can have, like, a very good following. Who would her main nemesis be? Like...
1: I think Dairy Queen. The Dairy Queen. Okay,
0: let's say l- somehow the queen's got to the queen's got to screw her and become her own personal enemy.
1: Okay, um, she was a court, maybe a court jester mm. or something, because she does have like a kind of a clown aesthetic. So she was like a court jester for the for the Burger King. And nobody took
0: her seriously because all of her burgers were square.
1: Yeah, and then, no, that's what it was! One day (laughs) she was like, Sire, I, I believe I have a way for you to cut the corners. Or to no longer cut the corners and give the people what they want with burgers. Make them square. Make them all real meat patties what and like the burger king is like oh that's not a bad idea the queen is pissed demands she leaves and she gets sent out like mid-season yeah. one <clears> one.
0: <throat> oh, she the queen's got to set her up for some horrible folly
1: yes 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 100 mm-hmm. um okay so i can we go a little bit of a format change mostly because i don't know how to make a game of thrones show I kind of want an Avatar The Last Airbender thing going, where there's like a fast food, uh, the savior of fast food who comes in, he teams up with Wendy, some third guy, who I've yet to, actually no, it's a sentient chihuahua and it's the Taco Bell chihuahua, because we have to have a mascot and then we have to have our main boy who's leading, basically leading something against the new king, Jack in the Box. Oh, And it's Mm. an uprising of the people. So, who does that need to be?
0: Oh, that's a good... Hmm. Maybe... I say, let's switch it around a little bit. So, the exiled Wendy. Yes. She goes out, and she does... She meets the Chihuahua. She meets... The talking Chihuahua, who is actually... Who is... Yes. The deposed king of the Chihuahua Kingdom, yes! of course. <laughs> yes!
1: Hello, my dear. Would you like to be my queen in the Chihuahua Kingdom? No, I really, I just need help. I need to take back my throne.
0: And Ash... Hmm...
1: Oh, 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 just got an idea, just got an idea. Wendy is the bastard child of the Burger King and some red-headed woman. And so she actually... Wait a
0: minute, wait, wait, wait. The bastard child of Burger King and Ron the Don
1: McDonald. <laughs> yes! Yes! Can, can we gender swap Ron the Don? Well, I
0: think that's the thing. I think that we can, like... That's going to be Ron's like part of Ron's big reveal at the end of season one, and to see that Ron has chosen to like live as a man in this world to gain status.
1: But he's actually been R- Rhonda McDonald.
0: Mm-hmm. He was born Rhonda McDonald. Okay. And you only see that. You only see Rhonda in like the Don's like most um vulnerable moments.
1: Oh, well, no, not only that, I like the idea that he, uh, he's, like, there are pictures of Rhonda McDonald up, and he's always said that it's his mom, it's him. Or do we just ignore this weird reverse drag race thing and just say that he is the son of Rhonda McDonald, Wendy is his half-sister under the Burger King, and so... Oh man, I like that. Rhonda McDonald originally the queen. Mm. Um,
0: hmm. So would you say that Rhonda McDonald would be more of the like, in Game of Thrones terms, like the last Targaryen king who killed everyone together?
1: Yeah, totally, man. You got it. You got it. I know exactly what that means.
0: This that was for the people listening. Um,
1: <laughs> or could it be that Rhonda was the Burger Queen? And King was the Burger King. Ron, Ron, or, um, uh, McDonald is the bastard son. He's a Jon Snow. And Wendy's the legitimate child.
0: Well, see, this will all have to have been set up beforehand because I want it to start with the feuds between Ron the Don and the Burger King. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, That's where we, it yeah.
0: This, this is, is where so we come this, in.
1: This is backstory. This is just backstory <laughs> for people to understand. Okay. You learn this
0: through the first season.
1: Okay, so we've thrown a lot of pain at the wall here. I think we've got enough to get us through at least two seasons. What's it called?
0: Oh, damn. That's a good one. Um, I, I like that we've gone more of, in more of, like, a, a kingdom-style, like... Yeah. thing instead of a mafia-based uh, story, so.
1: Could it be like a set in, like, I don't know, maybe like 1800s England and it could be called Fried and Prejudice? <laughs> just Fried and pre- Oh, for the audio listeners, Blake has been destroyed by that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just
0: trying to compose myself. <laughs> I need to I was trying to keep from throwing my computer at the wall. Uh,
1: fry hard. Um,
0: F- fry hard with a vengeance. Yeah. Live fr- live free or fry hard.
1: Yes. Um
0: um hmm Cooking Mama.
1: Where's Or could it just be called the beef? The because beef. it's all about beefs. It's about beef bo- between kingdoms. And everyone's just like, oh, it's a fun callback to Where's the Beef? You remember that? But what they don't realize until, like, season three? Whose slogan was Where's the Beef? Fucking Wendy's! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all
0: right, there we go. Or just Game of Beef.
1: <laughs> game, of-
0: game of Beef. <laughs> when you play the Game of Beef. You either win or you fry.
1: Game of Beef book one, a song of, of fry and coke. Okay, so Blake, we've done it. We've made Game of Beef. Would you like to go to a little place I know and love called the Shill Station? Ding, ding.
0: Oh, we just rolled up. <laughs>
1: T, guess what I like to do when my Kindle's charged?
0: Read book.
1: I read book, but my Kindle ain't always charged. I don't have enough energy in my home to power an entire Kindle. <laughs> I live off Candles. I, li- I live off Candles. So, what about... What, a- what about... Is there a way I could save time? Maybe just do it off my phone, or maybe just like have someone read it to me somewhere.
0: Did um, the- you- I don't know. Let me search online for all of that. <laughs> Why um, did
1: you bash on the keyboard audible.com oh my god audible.com that's the website where you can get access to over hundreds of thousands of audiobooks including mine Quizzle Corp and Quizzle Corp Risen are on there and BS vs the Gods should be out as soon as I finish play actually no I think BS vs the Gods may be already out yeah, I think it is. Cool. You can hear a story about me and Blake on Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash BSnetwork. You can get a free copy of that audiobook. You don't have to pay nothing. It supports us. And you can hear a free awesome story about me and Blake where we battle Grecian gods and do epic rap battles. So check that out at audibletrial.com slash network. That's audibletrial.com slash bs network hey blake where's the money at blake where's the beef where's the beef
0: it's with the money
1: i think you could fly fi- can you find us some money though real quick like just find us some people who would want to give us money um, yeah. somewhere <laughs> there, there <it> goes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> scotty i found this website though it's one where you can sign up and you can support the people that you love just like giving money directly to them. You don't have to go through a third party. You don't have to mess with doing a, a one-time PayPal donation. And it's called Patreon.com. And for us, that's Patreon.com slash a load of BS.
1: That's right, and it doesn't just support us; it supports all the BS network programs. From but Fight- mostly us, mostly <laughs> us, but also Fight Boys, Fun Fiction, Opposite Attractions. They all get that money. They all get that paper. It helps us keep these shows going, pay for any overhead that it re- uh, that it causes, and then of course you get exclusive perks like ask X. access to our discord you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the patreon saint deborah moore like scott moore and if you want to join them you can at patreon.com slash load of bs but there is one last thing that we do for our patrons blake would you like to tell them about it about the horror
0: (laughs) oh this is a thing that we do now this is a bad thing this is a thing that i'm sad that we do but also sad that we do And that is called, You Paid for This. (laughs) Every month, Scotty and I will watch a bad, bad thing called a movie that's bad. It may or may not be a movie. Yeah. But it will be bad.
1: And it's essentially like riff tracks. We will be your Sherpas guiding you through terrible films. And you can get it at patreon.com slash BS and get access to our very first episode, which is, of course, Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. I
0: can't believe you've done this. And also, I think... Do we know which one we're doing next? Because I think that there's there's a check that we wrote last year that we need to cash.
1: Oh, that's right. Um, I've written two checks uh, because I did tell someone on Fun Fiction that we would do Avatar The Last Airbender. But before we do that, Blake, I do think we need to head back to the BS Buckwild movie tournament and view its winner <laughs> nothing but trouble. So uh, this month, of course, is Larry the Cable Guy, and next month will be... That garbage dookie film, nothing <laughs> but trouble.
0: <laughs> we, did a, we did several segments involving it. You can go back and check our best of 2018.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And you know what my favorite thing in 2018 was? All of the awesome merchandise we had over at merch.alotapurebs.com, but it's still there. You can still get it, and all these T-shirts, all the posters, and then Blake's favorite thing on the website. BS
0: Boozy Sippy Cup that's in the sink right now, but it's there.
1: <laughs> that's right. We've got thermoses for you to keep your drinks in, and then, of course, the BS Boozy Sippy Cup for you to keep your adult drinks in, over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. So, <laughs> I don't know how to into don't, a, don't ever do that again. <laughs> turned into a ghost at the end of that one. Or a oh. mid-90s rapper who was like, oh. <laughs> so- you know how they did.
0: The <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah, they did that a lot, didn't they?
1: The famous.
0: Oh, 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 oh! I'm coming for. Oh, I'm on an edge. I'm about to, I'm about to fall. But no, I'm not. Oh, don't Jeez. push
1: me, cause I'm close to the edge.
0: Scotty, what have you? What have you brought to the table? Oh, by the way, before before we get there, if you type in "fast food mafia" on YouTube, one well, of the first things you'll see is an eight-minute creation. Okay. That uh, f- apparently a few people did. It currently has 357 views on YouTube. Yeah. And it looks like a film. It stars <laughs> the Colonel.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Ronald McDonald. I think it's the Taco Bell guy. And it's. fucking horrible it's and a great. Lot. Um, It feels, it's a video that I would have made when I was 14.
1: Okay, let's get into my thing, and mine's mine's kind of an overview of a specific person that we can then brainstorm about maybe creating our own thing that they've done, because Blake, we, uh, you know the toughest thing about having a baby, right? A lot of people say the birth, but no, that's easy.
0: Oh, I was going to say the fact that having a baby is going to be a lifetime monetary commitment. You've also brought a whole new life that you need to teach the ways of the world and mold their psyche into a good human being.
1: Yeah, that's something. But also fucking naming the thing. Because, like, you can come up with some names, and then you're just like, oh, wait, no. One of our first names was Violet Rose, I think, and then we found out that was a porn star's name. Now, <laughs> did you?
0: Wait, how long did you go before you thought that was a porn star name? Because I could have told you within two seconds of hearing that name, hmm, sounds like a porn star name. I think we had a stripper named that, the Booby Trap in Summiton, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> the
1: Booby Trap! Actually, no, it was Violet Sky, but no, it was the very next day because her dad messaged and was like, that's a damn porn star's name. And I'm like, oh, so, uh uh-oh, can't do that one. But then we finally found a name we really enjoy, which is Ripley. It's a strong female name, It' reminiscent of Aliens, the woman from Aliens. Um, Ripley, believe it or not. Ripley, believe it or not, because I do have the best dad joke of all time. What's your name, little girl? Ripley, believe it or not. And then, of course, Rhea Ripley, the great, great woman wrestler who's amazing. And so we were like, okay, we've got that name. we got Ripley. We need a middle name. So we went back to the well and went with Rose. Ripley Rose. Beautiful name. Isn't Mm it? It's a very good name, right? Yeah, I'd I'd be down with that. I mean, you
0: know me. I'm always a friend of alliteration.
1: Yeah, so I I hope you're doing the same thing my dad did, which is Google Ripley Rose. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: (laughs) Because when you Google Ripley Rose, you discover that they are an author... And, Blake, please close out of all tabs, because I want to take you on this fucking journey with me. Because they are the author of, from what I can see, Gay Slime, Zombie Dinosaur, Werewolf, Erotica. Is it all of those things at once? Uh, Or? It's multiple series. So, for instance, there's From Alpha to Pup. Male, male, werewolf, pup play uh, from the Puppy Days series. There's Take It in the Graveyard, which is another werewolf one. Uh, a Deal with the Biker Gang. Oh, that one's just like a normal biker one. That's not fucked up at all. Uh, I was impregnated by a gay shower slime with something on there. Let's. let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> okay, everybody. Okay. That's just a
0: lot in that one... That
1: was so fucking packed. Oh, we've we've not gotten to my favorite series of his, but let's look into I Was Impregnated by a Gay Shower Slime. Okay. Zack was looking for something to liven up a boring week at university. He wasn't bargaining on meeting a gay alien slime, though. After his first sexual encounter with the slime in the shower, he began to feel strange sensations in his body, and it isn't long before he realizes that he's been impregnated by a gay shower slime.
0: Man, I want to be a fly on the wall of that realization. <laughs> I want to figure out what that's like. Hey, Doc, I, I had some weird bust-up
1: going on with the slime. You think it might be? oh, you're pregnant, Ronald. Once, once he gives birth to it, he starts a cycle of impregnation and birthing that will end up having much more serious consequences than he could have imagined. It has one review, and it is one star. They, it's by Kesha. I don't think it's that one, though. <laughs> hey, you don't know. Don't judge, Kesha. And she writes, No, 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 no. So you can tell she's upset with the content. I'm all for being impregnated by monsters, but this was just no. <laughs> Kesha, you dropped the ball so quickly, my girl. That's <laughs>
0: That's that's a fun kind of gatekeeping, though. Yeah. It's like,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I do love being impregnated by weird monsters. That's why Slime, hold the fucking phone right Smack here.
1: Back your fucking little ass up.
0: Know your damn role, sir.
1: <laughs> uh, there's also Taken in the slime cave and encounter with the radioactive slime. Apparently there's just a lot of slime erotica that they're into. But Are you ready? Are you ready for my favorite series that this man writes?
0: All right, all right, all right.
1: My first zombie dinosaur dick from the zombie dinosaur dick series, book one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's so much in that title (laughs) because it's like, oh, yeah, what? Did, did you see the zombie dinosaur? Did, wait, your
1: first? This was my first. Also, I really like in the description, they pay credit to the f- fucking picture of the raptor they have on the cover. Picture of raptor on book cover with changes by Orin's Best, and then posted the Flickr logo. Play with, oh. play with God and you get what you deserve. Gary's been working with his team on Reviv, a project to make functional models of dinosaurs for educational purposes, but somebody had other <laughs> ideas, it seems, and the project goes horribly wrong. Spawning zombie dinosaurs with a thirst <coughs> for... Oh you're missing the best part. Spawning zombie... spawning zombie dinosaurs with a thirst for human ass! Gary... <coughs> Gary tries to escape through the facility as horny velociraptors chase after him. The dinosaurs are smarter than he thinks. Clever girl. And it isn't long before he has a personal encounter with some of them.
0: Oh, is is that like italicize a, a personal encounter?
1: I don't think you can italicize, otherwise it definitely would be. The first installment of the zombie dinosaur dicks contains anal and oral sex between humans and zombie velociraptors, including small elements of vor. Yeah, baby, we got the vor in! Oh, God, that's...
0: You've hit some type of trifecta here with all of those indubitably strange fetishes.
1: Now, speaking of trifectas, this is a trilogy of which the second is... More zombie dinosaur dicks?
0: Cont- <laughs> just like, oh, you remember that happened last time? Well, we're going again. Back to this well
1: contains velociraptors, fucking humans, bondage, electroshock, transformations, and dinosaurs fucking each other. Curious question: At which bo- how do you get off to the dinosaurs fucking each other? That's just looking like a dog fucking.
0: That is just a lot of it. I'm interested that the uh, the Vor didn't make a comeback in the second <laughs> part of the series. No.
1: Okay. Wait. Can we just try to guess what happens? Because I see transformation. Do you think our? Do you think Gary the man... turns into
0: a dinosaur? He yes. Turns
1: into a dinosaur, and that's where the dinosaurs fucking each other comes in. It's actually Gary as a dinosaur fucking another dinosaur. It's
0: just describing Gary's whole experience. I think this is all just Gary's experience. So anything that happens to a dinosaur in or anyone in this book, it's Gary's problem.
1: Oh, oh, I just just got confirmation of our theory with the third book. Now, Blake, we've had my first zombie dinosaur dick. We've had more zombie dinosaur dicks. And now the third book. My last zombie dinosaur dick. (laughs) A very grim title. Oh, I I mean... (laughs)
0: Really though, that's that's a good name scheme you came up with.
1: uh, Contains soft vor. I guess that's just like you put their hand in your mouth and chew on it, but you don't. No,
0: I know this one actually.
1: Oh wait, do you know what soft vor means?
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a there's a distinction between soft and hard. Hard is like the what you would what you would think of like something being killed and then ripped to shreds and eaten like by a pack of coyotes. Yeah. That's the hard stuff. The soft stuff is like being consumed whole all at once and still being, God, I'm like so... A,
1: like a pill. They just pop you in your mouth and take you like a Tylenol. Ugh.
0: Um. I hate that I know that.
1: The final installment of the zombie dinosaur dick series. Now... <laughs> this is a beautifully written line. Now a horny triceratops Gary submits to use... <laughs>
0: I love that <laughs> they bring the Triceratops in in the third book. Yeah.
1: Gary submits to use Human Master, who has taken control of several large dinosaurs, making them perform wild sex acts to prove their allegiance to him. In search of further power, Master seeks to turn more humans into dinosaurs, but fails. Eventually, sensing the end is near, he transforms himself into a T-Rex, dominating our protagonist as a dinosaur. The situation doesn't remain stable for long, though, as the science team begins to transform from dinosaurs back to humans. So...
0: I have so many questions. Yes.
1: Ugh. So, Blake, you see... Okay. Okay, I'll let you ask questions first.
0: Sorry, I just want to get this out. They didn't start this whole thing by, like, reviving, like, making dinosaurs from flesh. They didn't do this, like, a Jurassic Park thing. It said they wanted to make model dinosaurs.
1: For... From the small snippet I read, because you you can look inside the book, so I, of course I went a searching. Uh-huh. Um, what they were doing was recreating everything about a dinosaur except its brain, so the flesh was still real and the lungs and everything was still real. So I guess that's why they're zombies is because they don't have brains, maybe?
0: Oh, which. Okay, that. that... That brings in a lot of other questions that I'd have, (laughs) because to be a zombie, you'd have to have a brain in the first place, but I'm going to leave those.
1: Okay, okay. Question two, or are there more?
0: Who do you think gets ate by the dinosaur?
1: I mean... (laughs) Maybe he has, like, a cool... La- Wait, is this is this our pitch for this section? As we're just trying to make our Hollywood adaptation of of the <laughs> movie? Uh, well, before we get into that, I do want to ask you something. You can tell that these clearly have a lot of plot points to get answered. You've got a lot right. of pl- questions. How long do you think this book is?
0: Judging by, like, the way that you asked that question, this is, like... 120 pages, I guess.
1: Blake, he has released Dinosaur Dicks, a three-book compilation bundle. That's all three books together, for a fraction of the price, may I add, 33 pages long.
0: Jesus Christ! If this was back in the fan fiction reading days, we could knock this out in like a couple months.
1: I know, right? George R.R. Martin in that time describes like a single tree, but with this <laughs> one, he's like, "I can get it all in there, baby. I don't need nothing."
0: Oh God! Um. So back. To- so this also uh, another question. So this leads me to believe if our theory about what made the zombie dinosaurs zombies is correct that this doesn't add the extra layer of flesh rotten dinosaurs fucking
1: i think it might I'm, i mean i'm sure it's in there somewhere or maybe it's just they're zombies because they got brought back to life that's all i can yeah say, but i mean I
0: just- it, it's maybe just because they act like zombies which also brings up the fact how do you think zombie dinosaurs act when we kind of know how dinosaurs act?
1: <laughs> pretty much the same. They're just a little bit more squishy. But, uh... Like,
0: they just won't fuck
1: more? But, Blake, if you would, we, to- we toyed with this. Would you mind being... playing the role of a g- hot-shot Hollywood agent who has invited me in to pitch my screenplay to you?
0: <laughs> so... All right. Uh, what kind of Hollywood agent do you want?
1: I mean, just whatever whatever speaks to you. Live your truth, baby.
0: All right, uh right. Mr., Mr., Mr. I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure. Nice to meet you.
1: Hi. My name is Rose. Ripley
0: Rose. Ripley Rose. Good to meet you. I'm Oliver Slacks. Come on, take a seat.
1: <laughs> Hello, Mr. Slacks. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, I'm, I will say that our scouts, they, they thought that, uh, you had some good ideas. You had a pitch for me that they sent down the horn, so I just, I'll let you have the floor, just go at it. Okay,
1: okay, okay. Think about this. What's one of the best-selling movies in the past 20 years? Ah, uh, well, you know what? I- Jurassic Park, Babaloo.
0: Okay, you you answered my question for me, but y'all, it's true, that's true. You made three of those, then two more
1: with that Chris Pratt guy?
0: Don't want to talk about the second one of those, let's just say we made one more. We
1: We made a few of them, I'm just saying, they're a real money hog. Now, what book has sold the most money in the past 20 years that's not Harry Potter or about Jesus? I don't know, I don't read books. It's about a certain color and 50 shades of it, my man. 50 shades of gray. Oh, that's the spanking book. That's right. So why don't we spank the dinosaurs? We bring them back to life. We fuck them until they're gone. i'm listening (laughs) okay okay this is all about our protagonist his name's gary right and you know i wanted a real tough hollywood name so i got Mm. gary in there gary's working on a project to bring dinosaur models uh into existence but they're they're real but they're not okay follow me they look like dinosaurs they feel like dinosaurs but they ain't got brains So they won't be killing nobody.
0: Ah, so we got that. We got a a nice bit of uh, protections from saying we ripped off Jurassic Park. I like what you're doing here.
1: Exactly. They don't go in a park. They don't move around. They're just dinosaurs. But then a guy interferes in, uh, or so I don't really know how it happens. It's only a 33 page book right now, but something happens, and then they come to life. And what's it called? When you're in, alive without a brain? Dead? No. You're a zombie. So now what... Oh. Hey, what's the best-selling spooky film of the past 60 years? Night of the Living Dead, am I right? Throw a little bit of that on top. What we're, What I'm doing is I'm taking the best of everything and I'm putting it together. It's a mm-hmm. recipe destined for success. Alright, so I'm hearing you. You got a lot of good stuff
0: going in. You got dinosaurs, you got zombies, you got people doing stuff with the dinosaurs.
1: What's the main core of this film again? It's about dinosaurs that come to life and our lead, uh, Greg, I've already forgotten his name, but he fucks them. And then, wait, hold on, I can see you're getting a little bit tired. What point Greg gets turned into into a dinosaur himself and then he gets fucked by a dinosaur? Also, he's played by Chris Pratt, so we can get a Velociraptor fucking Chris Pratt live on screen.
0: All right. Ripley, I'm going to be honest with you. I was I was being nice for a little while, you know, just kind of listening to you. You've never had a pitch come to a, a big producer like me before. And, uh, oh, boy, I don't know how to tell you this because uh, your pitch with me pushes a lot of my buttons.
1: That's right. Wait! The, wait! The good buttons or the bad the, buttons?
0: The good buttons. I've wanted to fuck a dinosaur for a long time.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, our studio cannot make this film. I hope you understand. It would be very bad for our reputation. But I'll tell you what I'm gonna do.
1: I was really. Cu- my f- I was curious why I was invited to WB Kids to pitch this.
0: <laughs> uh, because you know I got some proclivities, and I heard dinosaurs and fucking. Um, is it gonna be some hardcore ass penetration?
1: Oh yes, it's lots of ass penetration.
0: All right, I'll that's s- all I needed to hear. Hey, uh, how you doing? It's it's Mr. Oliver here. Yeah, this uh, can I speak to John Q. Pornhub?
1: <laughs> you know that new sound you've been looking for. <laughs> Just listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's the sound of two dinosaurs fucking. It's like, this how it sound dinosaurs make? It depends on the t- depends on the type of dinosaur, my man.
0: Just gets it. Uh, you know, uh, I can do one more thing for you. I can do one more thing for you. Uh, we got the license to the to the Jurassic Park music the we can give you that
1: can we make it funky and sexual <laughs> yep
0: i guess i i get you i'll get you on the hall with my sound man
1: it's called <laughs> 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 this is your cousin Marvin? Marvin <laughs> Barry. Hey Chuck. You know that your dinosaur fucking been Looking for. Uh. So, so, we've uh, we've now we've got we've got our pitch down for Hollywood. Whenever we get to go there next, we just have to buy the rights to it from Ripley Rose. Yep. Um,
0: and then we'll be fucking dinosaurs in no time. That's
1: right, baby. But Blake. Let me tell you something. We gotta end this show with a little shot of positivity. So, what was awesome this week? I'll tell
0: you what was awesome, Scotty. Yes. I'll tell you what was fucking awesome. This is something that's extremely super awesome. That's um, <laughs> awesome.
1: It's like I got a hat over there.
0: <laughs> um, I was really thinking about something I spent a lot of time doing this week, and that is modding a Bethesda game.
1: Fuck yes! Yes! As someone who, I believe on last New Year's, I literally beat Skyrim with so many fucking mods that my computer caught on fire. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: It's hard as hell. Let me just give you a little tier list on how hard it is to mod a Bethesda game. Um... I did Skyrim. Skyrim's pretty high up there. It's like an A-level moddable game. It takes a lot to break Skyrim if you're modding it. I have almost 10 gigs of modded shit in. Yeah, And it's fine. No
1: crashes. As someone who ran into battle atop a Charizard with a My Little Pony next to me, wielding a lightsaber in the final battle. Yeah, you're right. It's not hard to break. It's pretty easy to uh, keep it going.
0: Yep, Uh, I bet you got all three FPS for that, didn't you? Um, Now, this is a little bit niche, so I understand. Um, But if you don't know, like, Bethesda games specifically, so the Elder Scrolls games, the Fallout games, they're so easy to mod because they've given you so many tools to, like, create new quests, create new characters, upload any, like, models you want. Like Scotty said, you could ride a Charizard as a dragon, man. Um, you could just chill out with Master Chief or what the fuck ever you want. Um, and so, when I do this, I go to a little website called the Skyrim Nexus. Yep. Which is the largest database for mods, uh, for a lot of different games, especially Bethesda games. They have, oh, they have thousands of mods installed. They could do anything from, like, make it easier or harder to lockpick, remove, um, like, utilities that you don't like make it harder to level up, make it easier to level up, make it easier to get more gold, make it to where all of the main characters are dead. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> there are whole new quest lines that are added in that can either be lore-friendly or not lore-friendly that people have spent thousands of hours working on. Yeah. And what I did was, Monday, I started at basically A on the Nexus and by friday i reached somewhere around y yeah yeah and with every mod that i saw that i wanted i just bookmarked it and moved on and bookmarked it and moved on i had 257 mods <laughs> that i wanted to download for skyrim by friday yeah yeah and i'm about i got about 100 on there right now
1: okay would you uh like to say whatever your favorite mod is for skyrim can i well, hold on can i start with mine because okay what's yours I, I believe they did it in touch the skyrim which was a, an entire like modding show mm-hmm. but it is of course the cheese shout because it's the most op thing in the game essentially you find a sacred cheese wheel and then you get a new shout that's called Cheesify, and it causes what's the character's name who screams cheese for everyone I can't remember... it. Gorath. Yeah, yeah. You you hear him go, Cheese for everyone! And then you launch out a cheese wheel that just turns whatever's in front of you into cheese. I had a very cheese-related run. I downloaded a modded quest to make the world's most perfect cheese, and I completed that one on stream last year, I think. Uh, so what would you be your number one mod, you think?
0: Um... There's a series of mods called, and I'm glad that you mentioned him, but if you look up something called Uncle Sheagorath, um, and it is just a bunch of helpful hints from the god of madness himself, Sheagorath. Okay. Um, hold on, I can't fucking read the images because of this trash website, the way that it displays them, but... He chose a fun of, um... So, here. Everything you need to know about Skyrim. And all the other lands of Nern available right to your hands in a handy little magic pill. Sorry about the lilac coating. I was out of Bosmer. But lilacs taste almost the same, if you cross your eyes first. I've been watching you through your little magic viewing portal thing. Very nice. Very nice indeed. It takes me all the way back. Oh, the laughter, the screams, the lakes of mixed bodily fluids, the rare cheeses! <laughs> but Haskell's looking at me like one of those things. Puffies, Fish? What is it it goes well with lemon sauce? Anyway, you better stop right now! Fine. And that's, a, that's the description. And it's a bunch of, like, all of the tooltips in loading screens are just replaced by ramblings.
1: Oh, that's great. I love that. That's really good. Um... Also, by the
0: way, the worst game ever to mod uh, for Bethesda games is Fallout 3 because it is as fragile as a man with brittle bone disease.
1: Oh, God. Um, Well, my thing that's awesome this week is actually something I discovered back at PodCon. And I've told you about it before, but I guess we should talk about it on the show. And it's a little podcast by the name of Punch Up The Jam. And oh, Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's hosted by uh, two friends, Miel and Demi. Uh, Miel is, if you if you like vines, she is, of course, the, no, Megan, I can't sit anywhere. I have hemorrhoids. That's Miel. Mm. Um, so I already knew her before this, and then they had Griffin McElroy on an episode, so that was my easy in, uh, to discover this amazing show that is essentially them listening to a song, whether it be good or not, and just breaking down the lyrics and how buck wild they could be like breaking down jesse's girl and realizing how fucked up jesse's girl is yes
0: i love that yeah
1: yeah um so they've done episodes on what i like about it is i i found another podcast called stand by your band which is essentially Mm -hmm. going on and defending a i guess an overhyped band basically And defending them to actually be good and not overhyped. And I didn't like that because, like, there were a lot of episodes where I'm like, I've never listened to this person. Why would I want to listen to this? Or I don't care about this person that much. They are very good on um, Punch Up The Jam to keep it to a point where you know you've heard this song before. They've had a few where I'm like, I don't think I've heard this. But even, like, the episode that Griffin was on, it was on a song called uh, Send Me On My Way. And I I had no idea who it was. And then they're like, oh, it's by Rusted Root. I'm like, I still don't know what this song is. And then they started playing it. And I'm like, oh, it's that 90- nine. Send, yeah. Send me on my way.
0: Send me on my way.
1: On my way. On my way. I didn't know what it was. So I was just like, oh, okay. And so like all of their, it's very easily accessible, which I like a lot. And like they end all their shows by talking about unpunchable jams, uh, which are songs that they think cannot be punched up. They're perfect as they are. Um and they also as the so- as the title suggests they punch up that jam baby because at the end of each episode they take the song and make a parody of it essentially so like when they did um They did A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. The punch-up was not even them singing. They just remixed it to be like, making my way downtown, moving fast, going right on to downtown. And like just kept the downtown theme (laughs) throughout the whole thing. Uh, For Misery Business, they they remade it to be entirely about the book Misery by Stephen King. In, in fact, here, I'm gonna uh, For the audio listeners, and I guess the listeners On YouTube, I'm gonna throw in a little clip Of that Misery Business one, cause I love it So much Whoa. Okay, so that's Punch Up The Jam, Blake, my favorite thing this week, because uh, we... I will say,
0: earlier on, I did feel like you were, like, there may be, like, someone may construe that you were throwing shade at, st- by, at Stand By Your Band. No, no, no. I fucking love Stand By
1: Your Band, but I'm also... Yeah. It's not... About to say... It's not as accessible.
0: <laughs> I was looking through it, and I'm like, it's much more accessible for me. So, I think, take that with a grain of salt... Because if you know a lot of these bands, then you'll enjoy it much more. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But for me, I know, as a, as someone who grew up watching I Love the 80s, I'm like, oh, I know this one-hit wonder. I know this one-hit wonder, which is a lot easier to do with um, Punch Up the Jam. But no, uh, Stand By Your Band is fucking fantastic. So check out both of those shows, I guess. But yeah, I, I uh, as a secondary thing... One of my favorite things in the world now is, like, driving somewhere that's, like, an hour, hour and a half away and just listening to a podcast. And mine lately has been uh, Punch Up the Jam. So, props to Meow and Demi for making a fucking fantastic show.
0: I like podcasts.
1: So, Blakey T, it's been an episode. Where can people find you on the internet, son?
0: Thank goodness. You can find me at Blake A Tana on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom VIDYA. Uh we do a lot of video games and video game related stuff and you can also find me not getting eaten by coyotes.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Moe, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. Just look up Scotty Moore and you can find it over there, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, remember to go to a load of pureBS.com and check out all the other shows, from Fight Boys to Fun Fiction to Opposite Attractions. Yes.
0: I would like to say special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song, Ric Flair, off of their album of the same name, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes, that is. I need to figure out how I'm going to say that from now on. (laughs) Tom was
1: in New Orleans. I think he's still in New Orleans. And boy, there was a moment where I was like, I have $10 in my bank account. How are we going to get to New Orleans? Because I just want to go party with Tom, baby. Uh He posted a picture on his Instagram of their... Tray, their seat, tray table, and it was just covered in those empty whiskey bottles, the tiny ones. And I'm like, Yeah, he's like me, I see.
0: There were at least a dozen, and
1: he was him and his mate, man. Yeah. So, uh, also make sure to remember to rate us, subscribe on YouTube so you never miss an episode, or follow us on Twitch so you can watch us live, twitch.tv slash a load of BS, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, as always, you can find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week!
0: Woo!